the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is made possible through the sponsorship of the Word of Life Bible Fellowship and through the generous giving of faithful donors like you. If you would like to learn more about our ministry, you can visit us at awordforlife.com. Welcome to A Word for Life. A Word for Life is the radio ministry of the Word of Life Bible Fellowship, located in Tacoma, Washington. And now, here's Pastor Michael Fields with A Word for Life. And so the Lord doesn't give us a but, but he does give us a because. Because it says, I need for you to change your thoughts. I need for you to change your approach. I need for you to change your mindset and your perspective concerning how you deal with and address those things that have the capacity to cause you to worry. For some of us, dear ones, we have moved beyond the place of being a novice or being a journeyman or an apprentice in our capacity to worry. For some of us, dear ones, we move beyond the novice or apprentice stage. We're at the professional level. We, we are professional worriers. We're professional now. We, we've, got, we've got our badge. We've got our, our certificate. It's no longer journeyman, novice, apprentice. No, 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 no. No, I'm a, pro, I'm a professional worrier. I'm a, profess, I'm a pro at this thing. But dear ones, we have to ask ourselves the question. What good has come from me receiving my professional status of being a worrier? What good has come from that? I've become a professional at being able to worry. What good has it given me other than less sleep, more headaches, more migraines, more stress, more strained relationships, more frustration, more aggravation, more irritation, and more health problems? What good has come? from me receiving the professional status of being a worrier. And dear ones, what we have here in the word of God is the Lord offering to us a new and different perspective and a new, a different approach to how we address those things that have the capacity to cause us to worry. And while it may be new and different than how we have dealt with things in the past, if we will only exercise the faith and the courage to begin to apply it in our lives, dear ones, it will be healing. It will be liberating. It will be life-giving to us. And so the Lord is challenging us in what he says here because he's saying if you will only begin to apply and do what I'm telling you to do, it will be healing for you. It will be life-giving and liberating for you. It will free you from the hold that worry has in your life. 
yet another thing that we want to notice and take note of from the, our survey of this text is we want to notice the subject itself that the Holy Spirit begins to address with us here. We want to notice the, the, the subject matter that the Holy Ghost begins to address here because he begins to address the issue of worry. He's addressing the subject of worry. Now, the word worry itself is defined. As you look up the word worry in Webster's Dictionary or, or, or any other dictionary, the word worry is defined in these ways. It is defined as to give way to anxiety and unease. To give way to anxiety and unease. Or to allow one's mind to dwell on difficulties or troubles. To allow your mind to dwell, to stay there, focusing on difficulties, focusing on your troubles. It is defined as to be in a state of anxiety or uncertainty over one's actual or potential problems. And so you're in a state of anxiety and uncertainty because your mind is focusing on either actual problems that you really have or potential problems that you believe could be there in some time in the future. But dear ones, as you press deeper into the meaning of what the word worry means, what you begin to discover is the word actually means to tear at, to gnaw on, and to drag around something with the teeth. That's what the word actually means. To tear at, to gnaw on, or to drag around something with the teeth. It is, it is like a dog and there's a piece of rope and the dog has a hold on the piece of rope and you're trying to get the piece of rope from the dog, but the dog don't want to let it go. And so the dog will begin to tear at it. He'll begin to pull on it. He'll begin to gnaw on it and wrestle with you with this thing because you're trying to get it from him, but he doesn't want to let it go. What that dog is doing, here we go now, what that dog is doing is he is worrying that rope. That is what it means to worry to tear at something, to gnaw on it, to, to drag it around with your teeth. And so there is a biting, there is a ripping, there is a working on and a working over of something that is now taking place. And this is happening all in our minds and to our hearts and to our emotions when we worry. And so there is a dragging around, there is a ripping and a pulling at things that is just pulling us from one place to another when we worry somebody some of y'all know what i'm talking about when you worry your thoughts go here and then they drag you over there and then they take you over there and then they take you and usually they're dragging you and they're pulling you and they're taking you to places in your thoughts in your heart in your emotions that normally and naturally and more than likely are not very good not very promising. You, when you worry, you don't think, well, I'm worried that things could turn out good. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm worried that things could work out in my favor. I'm worried that God could really bless me because of this. You don't worry like that. Most folk don't worry that way. It's usually, oh, some bad going to happen. Oh, this is going to happen. Oh, woe is me. Nobody knows. The trouble I see, nobody knows. My sorrow. It's usually that kind of stuff. 
Now, when you factor in the fact that many of us know what it is like to worry over multiple things all at the same time, and then you begin to realize what the word worry really means, dear ones, we can now begin to see more clearly the incredibly unhealthy and destructive impact that worry can have on our lives. When you now begin to realize what, the, what, it is to, what happens to you when you really worry, the dragging and the ripping and the pulling from one place to another, just dragging you around. When you realize that that's what it means to worry, then you realize that that's what's happening to my mind, to my heart, to my emotions, to my soul when I worry. And then you realize I can worry over this, my family, my, my finances, my schooling, my kids, my, I, my job. I can worry over a lot of different stuff all at the same time. All that is happening At the same time, in different places in my life, now you begin to understand how unhealthy and destructive worry is. Now you begin to understand why God tells us, be careful for nothing. Don't worry about anything. Lord have mercy. And so the encouragement that the Lord gives to us here through Paul, dear ones, to be careful for nothing or to worry over nothing, it's for our benefit. It's for our protection. The Lord is saying, I'm trying to protect you. I'm trying to help you deal with worry. But the last thing I want for us to take note of, dear ones, from the text, the last thing that I'd like for us to take note of, dear ones, in our survey of this text, I want for us to begin to see and realize what it really is and what we are really saying when we begin to worry. I want for us to begin to take note of what it is that we are really saying when we begin to worry. Um, in the past, during times of, con- of military conflict, um, military forces would often try to send messages to their troops that they had in various places. They would try to send messages to the troops um, concerning such things as attack plans and, and resource movements, force movement details, or strategic instructions. So you would have one military force trying to send messages to other places, other troops in other places concerning strategic movements and and attack plans. Um, Now, the problem and the danger that they would always face was found in having those messages intercepted by their enemies, which would then give their enemies a strategic advantage over them because their enemies would now know every move that they were about to make before they even made those moves. And so if the messages that you were sending ever got intercepted, all of your plans, all of your strategies would now be exposed. And that was the danger that that they would face. And so what people began to do was they began to encrypt or to hide their messages inside of other messages. And the person who would be the recipient of that message would then have to use what is known as a cipher. To begin to, because that cipher would help them to decipher or decode the message. And so the message that you received, you would have to decipher it to get the real message that was trying to be sent to you. And the real thing that was trying to be communicated to you. Dear ones, when we worry, when we allow worry to grip our hearts and our minds, when we begin to operate and make our decisions based on those things that we are worrying about and worrying over, there are subtle yet clear messages that we are communicating that even though others may not pick up on those messages, the Lord is able to decipher what you're really saying. The Lord says, no, I know what you're saying. 
you, you're worrying over this and others may get that message from you. But the Lord looks at our hearts. He looks at our, our souls. He says, no, no, no. I got my cipher. I got my whole, I, the Holy Spirit is my cipher. Yes. And he deciphers all that you're saying when you worry. Dear ones, when we worry, whether we realize it or not, what we are actually and, and essentially saying to the Lord are these types of things. Lord, I don't trust you. I don't trust you. Lord, I don't believe that you really have a plan and a purpose that you're working out in my life. Lord, I, 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 I don't believe that you love me or that you care for me. We will get back to Pastor Fields and to today's message in just a moment. But we wanted to take a moment to share with all of you that the aim of our radio ministry at the Word of Life Bible Fellowship is to share the good news of Jesus Christ with as many people as possible and to strengthen and edify the body of Christ through Bible teaching that is both clear and relevant. We would like to see this ministry go even farther in accomplishing this work, but in order for us to be able to do that, we need your help. If you are able, after you have given to the support of your own local home church, if you are able to help us with the cost of airing this program on the station, we would greatly appreciate it. All donations are tax-deductible, and they can be sent to the Word of Life Bible Fellowship, P.O. Box 8903, Tacoma, Washington, 98418. And if you would like to learn more about our ministry and be able to listen to some of the archived messages from Pastor Fields, you can do so by visiting us at our website, which is awordforlife.com. And now, let's get back to Pastor Fields and to today's message. Now, the word worry itself is defined. As you look up the word worry in Webster's Dictionary or, or, or any other dictionary, the word worry is defined in these ways. It is defined as to give way to anxiety and unease. To give way to anxiety and unease. Or to allow one's mind to dwell on difficulties or troubles. To allow your mind to dwell, to stay there. Focusing on difficulties, focusing on your troubles. It is defined as to be in a state of anxiety or uncertainty over one's actual or potential problems. And so you're in a state of anxiety and uncertainty because your mind is focusing on either actual problems that you really have or potential problems that you believe could be there in some time in the future. But dear ones, as you press deeper into the meaning of what the word worry means, what you begin to discover is the word actually means to tear at, to gnaw on, and to drag around something with the teeth. That's what the word actually means. To tear at, to gnaw on, or to drag around something with the teeth. It is, it is like a dog and there's a piece of rope and the dog has a hold on the piece of rope and you're trying to get the piece of rope from the dog, but the dog don't want to let it go. And so the dog will begin to tear at it. He'll begin to pull on it. He'll begin to gnaw on it and wrestle with you with this thing because you're trying to get it from him, but he doesn't want to let it go. What that dog is doing, here we go now, what that dog is doing is he is worrying that rope. 
That is what it means to worry, to tear at something, to gnaw on it, to, to drag it around with your teeth. And so there is a biting, there is a ripping, there is a working on and a working over of something that is now taking place. And this is happening all in our minds and to our hearts and to our emotions when we worry. And so there is a dragging around, there is a ripping and a pulling at things that is just pulling us from one place to another when we worry. Somebody, some of y'all know what I'm talking about. When you worry, your thoughts go here and then they drag you over there and then they take you over there and then they take you and usually they're dragging you and they're pulling you and they're taking you to places in your thoughts, in your heart, in your emotions that normally and naturally and more than likely are not very good. Not very promising. When you worry, you don't think, well, I'm worried that things could turn out good. (laughs) I'm worried that things could work out in my favor. I'm worried that God could really bless me because of this. You don't worry like that. Most folk don't worry that way. It's usually, oh, some bad gonna happen. Oh, this gonna happen. Oh, woe is me. Nobody knows the trouble I see. Nobody knows my sorrow. It's usually that kind of stuff. Now, when you factor in the fact that many of us know what it is like to worry over multiple things all at the same time, and then you begin to realize what the word worry really means, dear ones, we can now begin to see more clearly the incredibly unhealthy and destructive impact that worry can have on our lives. When you now begin to realize what, the, what it is, to, what happens to you when you really worry, the dragging and the ripping and the pulling from one place to another, just dragging you around. When you realize that that's what it means to worry, then you realize that that's what's happening to my mind, to my heart, to my emotions, to my soul when I worry. And then you realize I can worry over this, my family, my, my finances, my schooling, my kids, my, the, I, my job. I can worry over a lot of different stuff all at the same time. All that is happening At the same time, in different places in my life, now you begin to understand how unhealthy and destructive worry is. Now you begin to understand why God tells us, be careful for nothing. Don't worry about anything. Lord have mercy. And so the encouragement that the Lord gives to us here through Paul, dear ones, to be careful for nothing or to worry over nothing, it's for our benefit. It's for our protection. The Lord is saying, I'm trying to protect you. I'm trying to help you deal with worry. But the last thing I want for us to take note of, dear ones, from the text, the last thing that I'd like for us to take note of, dear ones, in our survey of this text, I want for us to begin to see and realize what it really is and what we are really saying when we begin to worry. I want for us to begin to take note of what it is that we are really saying when we begin to worry. Um, in the past, during times of, con- of military conflict, um, military forces would often try to send messages to their troops that they had in various places. They would try to send messages to the troops um, concerning such things as attack plans and, and resource movements, force movement details, or strategic instructions. So you would have one military force trying to send messages to other places, other troops in other places. 
concerning strategic movements and, and attack plans. Um, now, the problem and the danger that they would always face was found in having those messages intercepted by their enemies, which would then give their enemies a strategic advantage over them because their enemies would now know every move that they were about to make before they even made those moves. And so if the messages that you were sending ever got intercepted, all of your plans, all of your strategies would now be exposed. And that was the danger that that they would face. And so what people began to do was they began to encrypt or to hide their messages inside of other messages. And the person who would be the recipient of that message would then have to use what is known as a cipher. To begin to, because that cipher would help them to decipher or decode the message. And so the message that you received, you would have to decipher it to get the real message that was trying to be sent to you. And the real thing that was trying to be communicated to you. Dear ones, when we worry, when we allow worry to grip our hearts and our minds, when we begin to operate and make our decisions based on those things that we are worrying about and worrying over, there are subtle yet clear messages that we are communicating. That even though others may not pick up on those messages, the Lord is able to decipher what you're really saying. The Lord says, no, I know what you're saying. You're worrying over this and others may get that message from you. But the Lord looks at our hearts. He looks at our our souls. He says, no, no, no. I got my cipher. I got my whole. The Holy Spirit is my cipher. And he deciphers all that you're saying when you worry. Dear ones, when we worry, whether we realize it or not, what we are actually and, and essentially saying to the Lord are these types of things. Lord, I don't trust you. I don't trust you. Lord, I don't believe that you really have a plan and a purpose that you're working out in my life. Lord, I I, I, I don't believe that you love me or that you care for me. Lord, I got to admit, I'm on my own in this. I'm on my own in life. I got to deal with stuff myself. I got to handle this by myself. You're saying you're you're saying to the Lord, Lord, I don't know if you're real. When we worry, we're saying to the Lord, Lord, I don't know if you're real. And Lord, I, I, I really don't know if you are in control of everything and everyone. Amen. I don't know if you're in control. And, and we're also saying, dear ones, Lord, I, I don't know if I can count on you. I don't know if I can count on you. So, dear ones, when we worry, what we are actually saying are those types of things. Because as I said, the Lord looks and says, no, I can decipher what you're saying. Because if you really trusted me, if you really were looking to me, if you really were hoping in me and relying upon me the way that you should, you should be able to take what Paul says to us here and really begin to apply it in our lives. To be careful for nothing. Don't worry over anything. As I said, there was the Lord doesn't try to hide the fact. He doesn't try to hide the reality that things will come at us that have the capacity to cause us to worry. But what he does say is even though those things come at you, you need to realize and put your hope and your trust 
in me because I do care for you. I do love you. I do have a plan for your life. I do have a purpose I'm working out in your life. I do control everything and everybody. I am sovereign. I am powerful enough to deal with whatever comes your way. God says you you have to put your confidence and your trust in these things and stop putting your trust and your confidence in these other things that have the capacity to cause you to worry. God says, you've got to change your approach. You've got to change your focus. You're focusing on your problem. Focus on the problem solver. You're focusing on your issue. Focus on the one that can heal you of your issue. You're focusing on your struggle. Focus on the one that can give you victory in your struggle, over your struggle, and through your struggle. And so, dear ones, as I said, but we, we, we haven't really even dealt with the text. We just had to stop. We had, we, we had to stop. We, we, started the, we started on the bus, but we had to pull the stop. Just, just, just pull that, that emergency stop. Stop. Hold on. We can't go any farther today because we have to take a survey over just what is being said to us here and the power that is displayed in God's word, the wisdom of God that is displayed in his word simply by who it is that's saying this to us and by how the Lord is saying it to us. Hello, dear ones. This is Pastor Michael Fields. And here at the end of today's broadcast, I just wanted to take a moment and say thank you to all of you for taking the time out of your day to tune in and listen to our program. My hope is that today's broadcast has been a blessing to you in some way and has helped you in your walk and in your relationship with the Lord. And I want to encourage all of you to tell a friend about this program and join us here next time as we look into the riches of God's Word in order to find a word for life. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.